Hello and welcome to Save Your Game. This is a podcast where I talk to people from in and out of the gaming universe about the games that have dominated and defined their lives. We'll be talking about when they played them, why they played them, and all the things they loved about them. Whether you're a noob or a pro, we'll be talking about a multitude of your favorite games, but in the end, there can be only one. At the end of the episode, I'm going to force my guests to make an agonizing decision. They must choose their one game to save for the Save Your Game podcast and be immortalized forever. I'm Frankie Ward and I'm someone who is lucky enough to talk about video games for a living. From hosting at major esports events, interviewing pro players or talking about the newest games to hit your gaming platform of choice. As a lifelong gamer, I'm excited to see if my guests had the same experience of growing up obsessed with gaming as I was and finding out what games they choose as the milestones of their own gaming lives. Now, before we get started, if you love gaming as much as we do, there's a whole load of game-related stuff you can dive into. So make sure you head to redbull.com to keep track of which games get inducted into the Red Bull Save Your Game podcast, latest news on all the episodes, and a whole lot more gaming content from us. My next guest is a FIFA E-World Cup champion. He currently plays for Tundra Esports, and he is one of the best FIFA players on the planet. I am, of course, talking about Massad Al-Dossery, a.k.a. MS Dossery. MS Dossery, welcome to Save Your Game. Hi, Blanky. You are talking to me from what looks like a very fancy room. Are you in a hotel right now? Yeah, I'm at uh, Tabuk with the national team. You're with a national team? Are you representing Saudi Arabia at the moment? Yeah, not not as a football player, but as an esports player. Oh, wow. FIFA is allowed to compete, national teams are allowed to compete in tournaments. So what do you prefer? I, I need to make this official before we continue with the podcast. Do you prefer being called MS Dossery or Mossad? Well... Uh... Most of, uh, let's say, Europe players call me Dossery. The close friends call me Musad. So you have to pick either Dossery or either Musad. You know what? Let's go with Dossery. And then if I do a good job, by the end of the podcast, I get to call you Musad. <laughs> yeah, that looks fine for me. I love that. Right, we'll do a, we'll do a uh, litmus test at the end of the podcast. <laughs> you are a football player, Ms. Dossery. I heard that you started playing FIFA at eight years old with FIFA 7, is that right? FIFA 8, unfortunately FIFA 7 I couldn't, but FIFA 8, uh, I was the guy who bring FIFA back to my home and uh, I looked uh, to my two oldest brothers and say it's a better uh, football game. So you actually introduced your brothers to FIFA, so basically yeah. you're the cool little brother. Yeah, a bit, but they like football like the same way I do. We all love football. Tell me about who you're supporting in real life, and are, are you playing as well? Well, in the Saudi league, I support Tihad, which the team I represent. Even the Saudi, the Saudi FIFA league, uh, two times and two times I were a champion. So it makes it a lot, uh, a lot better, let's say. And in global, I support Real Madrid. What about playing? Are, are you a good footballer? Yeah, I play. Like, we've been into book for me, let's say, one one or two weeks. And I've played uh, two or three times. I like playing a lot. But I do sometimes that I don't need anything to be hurt, especially my hands. I don't play before tournaments one or two or three days. Just to, that makes sense. to make good that I look good and sharp. You also don't want to play against any other FIFA competitors you might be going up against. <laughs> on a console because they might target your hands. 
<laughs> they might, but I don't think so. We have, we have a good relationship, let's say. You've got to trust in yeah, the other competitors yeah. to play fair, play nice. Have you actually played FIFA against any pro football players? Because I know that quite a lot of of the pros actually do dabble in gaming in their spare time. I know a lot of them like Fortnite, for example, and I know a lot of them like FIFA. So have you ever got to play against any of your heroes? Well, the last uh, the last weeks and months of playing uh, FIFA, but with Aubameyang. Wow, the Arsenal captain. Not against him. He don't want to play against me, but we play with each other in pro clubs. That's amazing. Now, let's talk about the fact that you are a world champion. You've won the the FIFA E-World Cup trophy in 2018, a year after you went pro, which is absolutely astonishing. And you've also won three back-to-back foot cups as well. You're a runner-up in 2019. You're competing in the, the 2020 championships at the moment because that seems to have been postponed. You basically are one of the most celebrated FIFA players of all time. That's kind of mad to think about, surely. Well, <laughs> yeah, thankfully I am. I was lucky that when I entered eSports as a pro player, I was on a good level uh, to compete and to be one of the best in the world. But yeah, I'm still uh, I'm a winner 2018. It was my first World Cup appearance. 19, I was a runner-up. And uh, let's hope for uh, the same record, at least for the future. Well, fingers crossed. I do want to ask, though, when you turned up at that World Championship in 2018, I guess people didn't really know. They didn't know you. And then you took the whole thing. I guess people underestimated you. Did you feel that? No, not that way, because uh, let's say the players who were there, they will know my abilities because I play against them a couple of times, maybe in a previous tournament. But let's see the media and uh, everything around the event. Didn't expect this guy in his first appearance to win against the guys who played three, four times uh, in a World Cup. Because playing in a World Cup is way different than playing in any major. Like You play the whole majors just to be there. And then when you be there, it's really your time to shine, let's say. I'm not too familiar with the FIFA scene in the Middle East, but often when we talk about esports, it can be quite Eurocentric. Do you feel pressure ever to represent your region? Well, let's say in 2015, there is a Saudi guy who names Abiz Shehri, who wins the World Championship. So we have a, a good record, let's say, there. But, you know, most of the regions, let's say, in a couple of games, uh, more of EU or more of uh, NA as well, uh, as a pro players. And um, let's say there is a better way to compete for them during the tournaments, during the orgs. Everything is much easier than uh, the Middle East, to be honest. So when you come from Middle East, it's a, a bit harder than coming from Europe or NA, even due to practicing and everything. Because practicing against Europe, which is one of the best players in FIFA, it makes you a better player whenever you play them. So it's a bit harder. How was the ping with servers? Do you have your own server over in Middle East? Because I know, for example, Rainbow Six, the Middle East shares a server with Europe. So it means for competitions, it can actually be quite difficult in terms of ping. It's not necessarily fair on all parties because, well, the server's already, and the ping is already in the favour of the people playing in Europe. Well, regarding Rainbow Six, I think they're testing now as a Middle East server. So I guess... uh, 
they'll playing uh, they'll be playing with a better ping. Uh, FIFA we have our own server. It's not as good as Europe for reasons we don't know obviously, but at least we have our own server and uh, we compete against each other with it. Just Middle East players. Well, Masad, you are here to discuss some of your favourite games. And at the end of the podcast, you'll choose just one to save above all others. But before we get into the list, I've got to ask everyone this. I need to know what your first gaming memory is. And this could be one of the games that you're going to talk about today, but it doesn't have to be. So what is the first game you think that you played? I know it's sometimes kind of hard to remember. You've got to dig right back into your past. It's called Crash. I don't know if it's big in Europe or not, but in Middle East, it's big. It's called Crash. I remember it's a PlayStation 1. As in Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, brilliant. I mean, that was one of my first games too. It feels really good. Like, I'm, I still can play it. Like, even now, I am like maybe 12, 13 years ago. But I still, I think I can play it and enjoy it while I play, to be honest. I haven't tried the new one, but yeah. Brilliant, yeah, because they've just remastered it. Okay. So, was that the, the first game you think you played was part of the Crash Bandicoot series on the PlayStation 1. What was it about Crash that appealed to you? Well, it wasn't much. We didn't have many options, to be honest. Like, especially when I was young, I didn't have that. But Royale thing, Call of Duty or Fortnite. So I just, like, there is two oldest brothers and... Whatever they play, I play the same. So it depends on them. They choose and I just play whenever they they give me the controller. Did your brothers give you the controller often? Did you have to fight for it? Well, a couple of times I had to. I had to call my parents. <laughs> call your parents and get them, yeah. get them in on the act. Who was the best at playing Crash between you and your brothers? I think Muhammad. Muhammad, he's the one after me and there's Fahad who's the oldest. So I think... He's the middle brother. I mean, yeah, the middle brother was. was What's brother. the age difference? Three years. Me and him. He's three years older than me. It's similar to me and my sister. My sister had an N64 and she played Banjo-Kazooie. And I used to sit there next to her and I saw myself as a <laughs> strategist. So I was like, oh, you need to go and find the honeycomb piece here and you need to jump on this, that and the other to get to the <laughs> honeycomb piece. So I feel like even though I wasn't controlling the controller, I still had an impact on the game. It was it was a team effort. Are you ever a backseat gamer? Maybe even when you're watching other people play FIFA and you're just telling them to switch their formation up? It depends. If it was my friends, I'd tell them. But if it was a pro player, I would never give them a good, uh, a good formation or a good tactic. Yeah, you don't want to give, give yeah. the game away. Yeah, one time if he beats me, I'd be mad. <laughs> so, when it came to going pro, was it difficult to bring your family on board? I imagine your brothers were probably quite excited for you. My first event was at FIFA 17. The rest of the world, it was called at that time. It was Asia, Africa, and uh, Australia. We play against each other. So, at that time, it was held in Vancouver. A first land event for me. And half of me didn't want to go there to enter the pro life, let's say, and be and go all over the world just to play FIFA. Although it was a good, there was a good prize pool. But I know that if I went there, there is no way back to my to my life. I'll be known as a pro player, I'll continue there. 
So I wasn't really sure to go there. I had to ask my parents. If one of them, let's say, said no, I was going to say, yeah, because of my, just put as an excuse and didn't go. But no, both of them were saying, just go and try out since you love to play. You don't have anything to lose, really. So I went. It was a good trip. Way too far one. But at the end of the day, I won the, the tournament. So let's say at that time, I know that I don't have a step back to, to my life. I had to continue all the way as a pawn. It sounds like your parents believed in you more than you did. <laughs> no, I believed in myself, but I wasn't really uh, know that I'll be the guy who I am now. Let's say if I won the, the tournament I played and then we went to a world championship and I won the very good moments in my life that will happen. Like if you told me my story life, I, I will never ask my parents. <laughs> I'll go immediately. <laughs> I love that they're involved though. Masad, I think we should get... Oh, hang on. I know I'm not allowed to call you Masad yet. We've got to wait. We've got to wait for the end of the podcast. <laughs> Don't worry, let's get started. The first game you're thinking about to save as your save your game choice is within the Call of Duty franchise. I actually don't know which one you've chosen, though, because I think that you had a hard time choosing yourself. Have you settled on which COD title you potentially want to put forward for Save Your Games Day? It's not the last one that came because I didn't play it much often because I had to play FIFA 21, but the one that had the first Warzone. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019? Yeah. I'm a gamer, so either I don't play FIFA, I go play in other games. So. The first Call of Duty was released almost 20 years ago in 2003 and has launched oh. a gazillion spin-off games over the years, including your choice today, which is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 as opposed to the classic 2007 edition, although the 2019 game was very, very well received. What first attracted you to Call of Duty, though, in the first place, Dossery? My first Call of Duty, which I remember, was Call of Duty 6, Modern Warfare 2. I remember everyone in my school was talking, like, do you play, do you play? But I did it at that time. So I just copied them and said, let's try that game. So then it went really well for me, even when we had a weekend and my friends come to my home or I went to their home. We just played Call of Duty there a bit. I'd say maybe because it's uh, we can play against each other, we can play with each other, that make it a little, it's a little bit so good, especially at that time. Not there, there was not much online games that was way popular. Let's say, especially in our region. Well, let's fast forward on to the twenty nineteen edition of Call of Duty because it's actually crazy how many titles of Call of Duty there are now, and there is a new game released every single year. So no wonder it's one of the most popular gaming brands on the planet. It also has single-player modes as well as the multiplayer modes, like in the re-release Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2. Did you play through the single-player campaign of Modern Warfare in 2019? Yeah, I do, but I, I think... Uh, I played multiplayer way too much often than any other thing, to be honest, even the Warzone 
with what uh, although it was an amazing uh, friction in the game but I was a more multiplayer because my friends plays more multiplayer sometimes we do a custom lobby so six of my friends against six of my friends we battle out which mode do you prefer because I like search and destroy in a way because I'm a counter-strike player and so it sort of reminds me of that it's very easy to get into and understand if you play tactical first-person shooters but when I have tried like demolition for example i get spawned in against loads of <laughs> randoms and then i just get shot repeatedly every <laughs> single time i spawn like if you're in the um the shipping container yard i can't remember the exact name of the map you spawn even in capture the flag and then suddenly you are just a target and <laughs> i just can't play it i'm awful i need some <laughs> advice dossery no, nah, it's the same for me even in middle east here the search and destroy is way to number one so everyone loves plays set and destroy and for me I like I like to play a game that if I die I cannot bounce back, let's say. You don't you like permadeath. Yeah. You monster. <laughs> Cause I don't want to kill someone in the game and then he just respawned back within ten seconds and kill me back. So in other words, you don't like being revenged on, you like to you like to send people off, they can't come back. And yet you are a massive Warzone fan, and this seems to be the reason that this particular title of Call of Duty is your favourite, because it brought with it Warzone, which was an improvement on the Battle Royale format that we saw with Black Ops 4 and the Blackout mode. Warzone felt like it was a much more polished take on Battle Royale for Call of Duty. It brought in the Gulag. Everyone loves the Gulag, except maybe you, Dossery, because what happens with the Gulag, if people aren't familiar with Warzone, is when you get eliminated in the game, you get sent into a 1v1 situation. If you win that, you get to parachute back in. So it's not exactly permadeath, Dossery. How do you feel about the Gulag? Well, because I played, let's say, I was a massive fan of Fortnite at, uh, at that time when it was uh, so popular. Uh... And I was a, a massive fan of PUBG as well at that time. So I, so it was a fine idea. I loved it because uh, you just can't come back once. Because, and maybe because I was, I was killed a lot. I like the idea. I don't know. It depends sometimes. Tell me about your favorite memory of playing Warzone. Ah. Any, any Battle Royale wins? Yeah, yeah. We won a couple of times, I think. Uh, there was a time I played with my friends and I was, uh, they, they, they died, so I had to stay alone and I clutched against uh, a whole uh, a whole squad. It wasn't four, it was, there was three, so three you, but I did acquire a good clutch at that time. <laughs> so you're a pretty good first person shooter then? Yeah, people always ask me like, uh, are you going to be a pro at Call of Duty or any, any another game that I'm playing? Well, honestly, it depends because whenever FIFA is out, like we had to put so many hours, especially at that time. And even we, if we play another game, we just don't take it as serious as FIFA or maybe watching, competing. But I think, if, let's say, I put all of my time because... Uh, FIFA needs a reaction as well as shooter games. I think I had, I have, but let's say now to be one of the best in the world, to be quite good Middle East, I think, yeah. Are you going to go pro record? Nah, I'm not, but let's say if we don't have FIFA, 
I'll be good. Not not a pro, but maybe one one step less than to be a pro. So it could it could be an option, you know, if you fancy training <laughs> in the pool, but and going out and being a slayer at some point in Call of Duty League. Now, are there any improvements you'd like to see in future Call of Duty games? Any particular direction you'd like to see them go? Because, of course, we have Modern Warfare. We've got Infinite Warfare, Advanced Warfare, Black Ops. We've got the World War II series as well. There are so many different ways that Call of Duty can go. There's always rumours when we go up to autumn time, because normally the, the game's announced around September. So what are you hoping for from the next Call of Duty game? I'd like to see, let's say, a remaster of Call of Duty 6, Modern Warfare 2. I would love to. And uh, let's say, maybe in this code to add uh, a couple of maps of uh, Call of Duty 6, because I would really love to play with it. Take you back to the good old days of being at school. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) COD is one of the most popular FPS games around, not just because of the style of the games. I think it's also because you've got that cross-play functionality. You have it on all major consoles that can support it, and you've got PC as well. But are there any other first-person shooters that you like? For example, like Counter-Strike, Rainbow Six, yeah. Battlefield? Well, I played Rainbow Six, and I really like uh, watching uh, Rainbow Six tournaments. Uh, Fortnite, I still uh, watch Fortnite uh, pro players and tournaments. But I, didn't, I don't play, but I enjoy watching them. I was playing way too often, 2018, 19, a bit. Um, yeah, I'm not very aware of PUBG at that days at this days because I was I remember I was playing it in 2016-17 so I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm I think I'm a shooter gamer to be honest like I love shooter games yeah because oh god because the alpha for PUBG was like end of 2016 I think and then uh and then yeah the, the beta was 2017 yeah. it's, it's quite a long time ago now uh <laughs> I I I know player unknown, but I haven't seen him for a very long time. I need to find <laughs> out what's happening with his new game. Should be exciting. So, Call of Duty is a hard game to pin down with multiple games and multiplayer game modes too. But the most recent success is Call of Duty Warzone, a battle royale game that anyone can pick up for free. Like many battle royales, Warzone can have a steep learning curve at first. But with many guys around on the best loadouts and drop points, it is a game where anyone has a chance to win. Except me. I am totally cursed in that regard. So, to be honest, I'm asking about this for myself rather than the listeners' benefit, Dossery. <laughs> what tips would you give for players who are approaching these type of fast-paced FPS games for the first time? I can give tips, but just on FIFA. Otherwise, I'll have to call my friends <laughs> and other games. So, okay then, right. <laughs> so, no tips. Just get an MP5, get in their yeah. face, call in a helicopter if you get the buck because it's going to be <laughs> the end game for you and your team that's going to net you the win. Yeah. So, the next game that we're considering today to save as part of Save Your Game is the one that you're best known for and it's the most recent edition as well. FIFA 21. Yeah. Is FIFA 21 the best FIFA experience so far? Uh, not the best. Every pro player, even if the game was 100% perfect, we still have our own things to, to complain, basically. But FIFA 21, let's say, good complaining to last year. 
in its last edition. FIFA had over 10 million players across the world playing at any time, any time, with 17,000 football players represented across multiple football clubs. And combining this with a thriving esports scene, of which Dossery is part of, large prize funds too, this football simulator has gone from strength to strength since its original release in 1993. When you first picked up FIFA 8 back in the day, did you imagine that it was going to become this massive monster of the gaming world, Dossery? Nah, to be honest, like there was a popular game which was Pro Evolution Soccer. It was uh, more famous than FIFA at that time. I didn't thought at any time that FIFA would be a game that will give a many players or a many people's uh, a job, a full time job. So you you were playing PES before you were playing FIFA. Yeah. Tell me about your memories of playing Pez, because you must have been pretty young if you started playing FIFA at eight. Yeah. I still have a memory where it was, uh, I lost to my brother at the last minute, and I crashed my controller on Pez in Population Soccer. So, but we played in the Saudi League teams, so uh, he's still giving me a hard time about it. So that's so, why I remember In Pez? It. Yeah. Do you have a good relationship with your brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still, let's say, uh, we're just like uh, brothers and friends as well. How have they reacted to your pro career? Well, my oldest brother loves FIFA, maybe more than me, to be honest. Like, he plays, to, like, I'm sure that he plays more than me, FIFA, my oldest brother. So, he loved it, he really does. And uh, the middle brother is helping me way a lot. Uh, with my career, the stuff uh, that I decided, teams, everything. Do you think you would be as successful as you are without them? Nah, to be honest, like I don't, there was uh, a couple of times I was so young when I won everything, uh, and there was one of the more most famous players. So without a good advice and good people behind you, you'd never be uh, the person who I am now. What's the best piece of advice you were given? Uh, I think there was a team after, uh, before I joined Rogue who wanted me and there was, you know, you know, there is an esports in general, like there is a bit of scamming, let's say, between teams and given, uh, given fake promising. And I thought like, yeah, this is a huge, but then he gave me that advice and I went with it that don't go with them. Even though it was a big at that time and let's say... I was so interested with their talking, but after a time, uh, one of my friends went to their team and just had uh, a bad a bad time, to be honest. So that would be, let's say, maybe me, if I went to that team and I didn't get a good uh, relationship or a good time, maybe I'd hate FIFA or I'd hate competing. But thankfully, I went to talk at that time. Next time I have a big decision to make, I think I need to get in touch with your brothers, Dossery. They sound awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That's amazing. So when did you realise you were really good at FIFA? I know that's a simple question, but was there a moment when you had the control in your hands, maybe you just finished beating one of your brothers, and you just thought, oh, well, I'm actually better at this than they are? So FIFA 16, 15, I was the best between my friends. But at that time, I just know that 
yeah, between my friends and nothing big. I even didn't play that much, you know, just at the beginning of the year, first three, four months, then just uh, dropping it out and uh, check another game. But FIFA, once FIFA 17 came out and there was a uh, foot champions edition in the game, it was, let's say, a more competitive and which is something I love. Uh, I love being playing under pressure and anything competitive. So I remember that there was a monthly leaderboard of how many wins you got. And I was the first uh, in the world monthly at that time. So I know that, okay, I'm good, at least at our region. Because there are couple of there was a couple of players who I beat it and they say like ah oh, you're so good etc. But I didn't know that at that time I'm one of the best until I played uh, a couple of European players and especially Gorilla who was uh, so big at that time. And when I beat Gorilla, I know that that gave me a lot of confidence in myself and in my abilities to be. Let's say I was at that time uh, one of the top uh, twenty ten players at least. Were you keeping track of the pro scene before you became pro? Uh, not that much, not that much, to be honest, because I didn't think that much competitive in FIFA at all. Like, uh, I remember like FIFA 16, FIFA 15, when a Saudi guy wins the World Championship. Yeah, I know him, and I remember I watched the final. I was saying, yeah, that's massive. But I didn't thought that in FIFA 17, at the beginning, let's say that I could have, uh, I can win against these World Championship players. How does FIFA make you feel when you play it? <laughs> it depends, uh, to be honest. Like, in the early stages of the games, like, we go, like, so excited, so massive, so so happy when we play. But then the stages of the game, like, when you spend nine or ten months playing the same game, the same thing, a bit like you waking up in the morning and do a, go to your job. Sometimes you hate it, sometimes you love it. Depends on... Uh, how many hours you slept? Has going pro made you see the game or or think differently about the game? Do you have a better relationship with it now? Yeah, not a better relationship, but I'm a guy who respect, uh, let's say respect his job, respect his responsibilities uh, due to his sponsors, uh, his team, respect everything and respect what FIFA has given me. And even my fans and what I'm demanding uh, from them. So uh, I see that as a job and I respect all the things I'm committed to. So that's why like, I, I see that as a really professional thing and uh, I work with that. Are you still able to enjoy it? At the early stages, yeah. Our, the first three, four months, yeah. But people think it's uh, easy to... Uh, to be a professional player and our champion and to stay in that level for, let's say, four or five years. It's not easy. It's not the same as when you're a kid playing anymore. No, it's easy to get, to get a first world championship, but to stay in that level and to be known as the best for three or four years later, um, nah, it's not easy at all. What people demanding, especially, like, let's say, I'm talking about myself, what people demanding, it's really hard and you get to work with it. Like, if you lose any game, like, people go, how you lose that game? So you'll have to work with that. Like, there's no losing. How do you respond to fans and, and FIFA fans in general on the internet? Because it must be so much pressure having become the world champion in 2018 
very nearly being the world champion again in, in 2019, there are a lot of eyes on you. And once you're at the top, where do you go? <laughs> it must be a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. But like, let's say when I play World Cup, I love playing under pressure because I know like each one, what, uh, how they react to my team, my sponsors, my fans. Uh, like I know how they react and how, how, how I can make them happy. So I love playing under pressure, but uh, just in a big tournament, let's say I'm not, I'm not ready to play maybe to play you as an example, let's say, and you won under oh, too much pressure because you won. Like, we still want to play. We still want to chill while we play. But in a big tournament, like, I respect who people who are getting mad, who people saying a bit uh, frustrating words at that time because they love me. And uh, I know that that words come of love, let's say. And uh, they know me as... Uh, I'm a story as a winner, so they want me to get back where I am. Sometimes it's not the best uh, way, but I get it. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to be a world champion in anything, let alone FIFA, which is a video game. Everyone's connected to them, each other and to you online. Do you ever yeah. get to play FIFA for fun anymore? <laughs> not for fun, nah. But you know what? FIFA is hard regarding pressure and everything because it's a solo game. Like, it's just you at the end of the day. Like, let's say they take an example, it's Call of Duty, yeah? And let's say you, you didn't play your best uh, tournament the first day, but you still have four players that can carry you and do the job, and tomorrow is a new day, or even the next match is a, ne a new match. But FIFA, it's all about yourself. It's a solo game. So if you don't do good, all the blames to you. If you do good, you'll get everything. But in other games, if you don't do good, let's say you might be lucky and the whole team don't do good or the whole team carries you. There is never uh, people, let's say, just looking at you alone in other games. But FIFA, because it's solo, it has uh, more pressure than anything other, any other game, let's say. That's right. That sounds kind of lonely. Not really. <laughs> Never feel that way. No, no, but because like I, if I was FIFA, let's say two versus two or whatever, I know maybe watching is better, but I don't want to lose uh, because of my teammate. So I'll take lonely than losing. <laughs> that is a philosophy to live by, I'm sure. What's your greatest memory of competing in FIFA? Well, many people will say uh, world champion, etc. And when I won, but. Let's put the opposite way, okay? I'll go with maybe it's two of them because when we won a world championship, uh, we get a chance to go to the FIFA, the FIFA best event, the best, and we hang out with the players, uh, the top uh, top players, Cristiano, Messi. It's the Ballon d'Or, the best player of the world. So we go there as a FIFA world champion. And you get the chance to meet them and say hi to them. Uh, so let's say as a football fan, a massive fan, it was uh, so big for me at that time to go there and to see a guy who I was always looking up from the screen and watching them and supporting them. That was so massive for me. So as a Real fan, you're meeting Ronaldo? Yeah, but... That's amazing. Nah, he, he missed that event because he, because he didn't win. No! <laughs> I can't believe he did 
end of the bargain when you did. <laughs> well, I'm sure there were there will be a times where uh, hopefully we can I can see him. Okay, that's the ambition then. We've got to create a meeting between the two of you. Yeah, Red Bull should do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> One final question about your relationship with FIFA. How much longer do you see yourself competing? Uh, let's say it's not a seven years. It's less than seven years. Maybe it's less than five. Uh, I don't think I'm going to last there. I'm now 21. I don't think I'm going to last there till 28, 27. I don't want, let's say, to get out of FIFA while I am uh, not at my best levels. I want when I win out of FIFA, um, at least our champion or um, a guy who's one of the best players and finishing up as the greatest player of all time because that's what I'm aiming for. Like being the greatest of all time needs you to be, to play a couple of years, so I'm aiming to do it. Like I know I'm one of one of it. People are saying, but I want to be to all the people says that. I am the guy. So it depends, honestly, maybe one year, two years, three years, four years. It's one of them. But it depends on the moment because I'm sure I'll, I'll pick the right moment. This is the moment when I take the opportunity, Dossary, to get some tips from you. What is the one FIFA trick that everyone should know to instantly get better at the game? Well, I'll say the best skill move in the game, let's say. It's called the bridge. It's uh, different uh, analogs that people use. So I recommend people just going into YouTube how to do the bridge skill move in FIFA 21 and check what his, uh, how he can do in his uh, analogs and his uh, controller. And when would you use the bridge? Would you use it when you've got the ball and someone's trying to tackle you? It's a 1v1 situation. Like, there is a space between you and the defender from going up to the goal. Just aim into the space, and your player will be faster going there. FIFA's not just known for its insane number of players. It's also known for having a wicked soundtrack that's obviously updated with each version of the game. Have you got any favourite FIFA songs? Nah, to be honest, because uh, normally sometimes for our religion... Uh, Sometimes we there is a prayer, so we turn off the music. And sometimes it becomes uh, not in a good mood when you lose. Or, yeah, so you don't want to hear music from FIFA that they decide for you. That's my opinion. I just go myself and pick my own, uh, my own music. I be the DJ. But sometimes, obviously, I heard a bit. And I remember back in the days, I was, uh, when I didn't take it as a job and as a professional thing, I was enjoying the the songs more often. Why would this be a potential game to be saved in the Red Bull Save Your Game podcast Hall of Fame, as I'm calling it? Uh, because it made me a Red Bull athlete. I want to be a Red Bull athlete. I need the hat, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dossery, this is quite the leap from football now because we're going to introduce your third and final candidate to be saved today. The final game that I'm considering to save is Hitman 3. It's only just come out and you're already in love with this game. 
Well, let's talk about the way that you play Hitman 3, because that is the glory of the Hitman series. You have missions, you've got to perform assassinations, and then once you've done that, you can perform escalations. There'll be new targets, you might have to do missions in specific ways for example using certain weapons not being seen not being allowed to change your costume for example so there's so much variety and it's got a lot of replayability but also to be honest it's very silly i like to slap people with a fish Doctor, <laughs> what's your hitman style i like just to uh to be calm and to to let's say of course you do yeah, to check the best way to get to eliminate my my opponent at that time, and I like seeing, let's say, my friends, uh, which I maybe share with them the screen or whatever, to, to to take their opinion. Like, what should I do? Because I see it like it's a more of a fun game than uh, it's just yeah. You need to get that mission. You need to complete the mission. I love just being like let's say sometimes dumb and that and that mission and just having fun about it. So yeah. Are you actually good though? Well, yeah. If I if I'm alone and I play like I take it seriously, yeah, I would be okay. Yeah, I'll finish my missions at least. Maybe not the best uh, way, but I'll finish it. Okay, talk to me about say Dartmoor. Did you do the escalations? That's the second stage of Hitman Three in the English country manner. Nah, nah, nah not yeah. But I remember my favorite one is uh, Dubai one. Yes, the opening mission of the game. Yeah, I really have had fun. Tell me about completing that mission. How did you do it? Well, I don't remember the mission that much, but but the most uh, the most beautiful thing was me seeing, I'd say, a Middle East uh, Middle East city and the big city, and me just saying, yeah, this is what it is in Dubai because I went to Dubai a, bit, a couple of times. I felt, let's say, like finishing like uh, a mission at home. Is it quite nice to see that kind of representation in video games as well? Because the opening mission in Dubai, you're essentially on a, a reproduction of the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in yeah. the world. And it's absolutely beautiful. And we don't often get to see the Middle East represented in that way. Often we get to see the Middle East represented in more the Call of Duty modern warfare <laughs> way. And in Hitman, we actually get to see it celebrated because it's a huge technical achievement to build the biggest building in the world. So, Dothry, what's that like for you to experience as someone who actually lives in that region? Hitman is the good uh, is the good thing to watch, not Call of Duty at all. Call of Duty is just something else, but Hitman is uh, something elegant more. And let's say when you see that the mission in Dubai, you say like, and you know that this is a real thing. You'd say, yeah, maybe I want to visit that city. So uh, it's a good thing, to be honest, not Call of Duty one at all, because you don't want to visit any of Call of Duty maps. But Hitman, you want to, obviously. Yeah, it's a really good advertisement. I yeah. do want to know, though, if the Burj Khalifa does base jumping, because one of the ways that you can leave that mission in the start of Hitman 3 is after the assassination in the in the office, in the, the big boss's office, <laughs> you can then, like, walk across some water and then jump off the building. <laughs> I'm sure that we can ask them. <laughs> I don't have the answer, <laughs> but if you want, you can jump. If you if go, if I want, I can jump <laughs> off the Burj Khalifa. Can I? Yeah, yeah, you can start with it, and I'll check the results. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna stand on the bottom of the tower and wait if for me. If you want to. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Have you finished it, Man Three yet, Doctor? No, not yet, not yet. The reason I didn't finish it because I don't want to get uh, to miss it. You know, I'm just taking it 
playing a couple of, a couple of days off, then playing it once for one hour, two hours. I don't want to finish it and then just burn uh, the excitement of the game. Have you got any epic kills you're particularly proud of in Hitman in general? Not really, but I always uh, have fun not killing the boss, but killing, uh, let's say, uh, the security guard and just put their outfit and going on uh, and no one realizes who I am. That's the most enjoyable thing. Not just at the end of the day, I just take any weapon or whatever to kill uh, the main uh, the main character, the main opponent. You like dressing up? Yeah, I like dressing up and then no one seeing me and then just uh, as a bartender, dressing up as a bartender, sometimes security guard. Yeah, I like it that way. So much fun. The Hitman series was originally released in 2000 where we were introduced to Agent 47, a genetically engineered silent assassin, so right up Dossery Street. And it was a groundbreaking game for the genre of stealth games where players have to take on assassination contracts and complete them in the stealthiest ways possible. Although it doesn't always pan out that way, especially if I am playing it. The Hitman series was relaunched in 2016 with a new series of games aiming at updating the genre and have proved immensely popular with new and old fans alike. Dossery, why was this one of your top three games that you wanted to talk about today? I always love uh, movies of, uh, let's say, criminal movies or something like that. So i think maybe that's the reason i love uh, smart uh, smart games that you can use your brain you can do a different things a couple of because you can mi- finish the mission in a couple of different things it depends on you and what the thing you get into it uh, so i think that's it basically I, I, I love using your mind in the game more than anything What's your weapon of choice? What's your signature weapon? I don't like uh, weapons because sometimes the, uh, I don't aim it quite good. But I, <laughs> yeah. And then there is a, a bit of uh, pandemic, let's say. I just like uh, the things that I can open up any door I want. Uh, I can just wear, uh, I just work and I just can wear the security guard. Look. And just enter in the room, then do it the easier way. Dusri, what I think I've learned about you today is that you really <laughs> like dressing up as a security guard. I just like uh, like to wear another outfits, maybe. <laughs> Next time you go to a LAN tournament, hopefully your org, Tundra Esports, is going to make you like a suit <laughs> with Tundra written down the side and Red Bull down the other. You'll rock onto that stage. <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> One thing you do need when playing Hitman is patience. Yeah. Do you think that this game has taught you anything about that? Well, maybe, maybe, let's say. I don't want to give them all the credit, but patience is a key for Hitman, definitely. Does that relate in any way to when you're defending in FIFA? You want yeah. goal up? Yeah, yeah, obviously. FIFA's patience and confidence is a key in FIFA, definitely. I think you should make Hitman part of your daily training routine then. <laughs> I don't want to be too patient to, to leave uh, losing one uh, last 10 minutes and be so much patient and the ref just uh, whistle uh, to turn up the whistle and the match is over. Sideline of aggression. Yeah. Got to keep that. 
<laughs> With a huge set of maps to explore and multiple ways to beat them, Hitman games can seem a bit overwhelming at first, but part of the joys of Hitman is discovering your own way to play, either slow and steady or guns blazing. The choice is really yours with this game. So for more information about how to get involved and start playing, go to redbull.com. So there we have your games, MS Dossery. Masad al Dossery. <laughs> Masad, if I'm allowed to call you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All titles that clearly mean a lot to you. So this could be a tough call, picking just one to save. And MS Dossery, the time has now come. You must choose one of those three titles to be enshrined into immortality. The one game above all others that you could not live without. Masad al Dossery. Are you ready to select just one? <laughs> I am, I am. Uh, indeed, I am. MS Dossery, your official game to save for the Save Your Game podcast is... FIFA All Day. <laughs> what? FIFA. I'm so shocked. <laughs> that was a joke for anyone who cannot see my face because this is a audio medium. <laughs> You have heard it here first. We have another official entry to the Save Your Game podcast. If you agree or disagree with Dossery's choice, make sure you vote for which game you think Dossery should have saved in Save Your Game via the poll on Twitter at Ripple Gaming. That is sadly it for this week, but thank you so much to Dossery for joining me today and saving FIFA 21 for the Save Your Game podcast. If you have enjoyed the show, please make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast and feel free to leave us a review telling us which game you'd induct to the Red Bull Savior Game Championship and why. You can also get in touch with us via our socials at Red Bull Gaming with your thoughts or get in touch with us using the hashtag SaveYourGamePodcast. See you next time.